Welcome to Pod Spirit. I'm Hazel. And I'm Nikki. And uh, we have a very special guest today, as I'm sure you saw in the title. Uh, we're here with our friend Adam. Hello. How are y'all? Doing all right. Yeah, just hanging out. It's really hot, you know, but yeah. I'm getting by. I'm doing really great. I, uh, I am not that hot. It's been rainy a lot here, and uh, it's cooled down, and I'm so happy to uh, be hanging out with all with y'all tonight thank you so much yeah um yeah i uh i got my septum pierced like an hour ago oh (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah it was like an impromptu thing well not like i'd been planning to do it but getting it today was an impromptu thing so i had this moment of like oh fuck is it gonna be hard to podcast now it's totally fine okay um but yeah adam uh uh not to uh to put you on the spot because this is the 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 worst question for me to get asked anyway, but um, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, before I do that, I have to say that, um, you know, sometimes fashion brings pain and uh, you got to make the sacrifices. <laughs> so I'm glad that you got your, your, your septum pierced and I hope that you're doing yeah, all right. It doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> <laughs> they put a hole in you. It's got to hurt a they little did. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my name is Adam Demersion. I am a musician and person, and I uh, I used to be in an emo band. Now I'm in a not emo band. Yeah. And um, I love talking about things. Well, that's what yeah, we're yeah. here to do. <laughs> Hell yeah. We, we love both your bands yeah. here, so, uh, so we're I gotta super say, stoked. Uh, like, like, not to, yeah. to start uh, the podcast off uh, with, the, with the gushing, but no, I mean, me and Caprice is like... That is that is one of the bands that I'm the most excited about uh, new material from. That oh, yeah. is much appreciated. Yeah, I, uh, it is on its way, and I'm very excited about it. So yeah, I'm super excited about yeah. it. Yeah, um, just the other day when we first like got this together, uh, we were we were kind of gushing about like how good your Valoria is. Oh, yeah, that song is that's just, so like, awesome. Nobody yeah. ever talks about that song. I love that song. Really, that, yeah. that's uh that's my favorite of the the B sides oh, from cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. the Same deluxe here. edition of the EP. Awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, the uh, the bridge in that song I think about a lot. Like that that diminished chord in there. I think it's a diminished chord anyway. Um, it's something. I don't know. Super good. <laughs> Wait, really? No, I yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay. Okay. Because like your 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 songs are so tightly composed that I was like that has to require like an amount of like uh like like studiousness to it. It depends on the day, you know? Like sometimes yeah. sometimes yeah. sometimes it's like, "Oh, I really got to think this part through." And then other mm-hmm. and then other days it's like, "Oh, your fingers landed on that in this new tuning that you've <laughs> never played on before." Go for it, bud. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but God, that reminds me of uh, that, that reminds me of an anecdote I read about uh, the band Shudder to Think. Oh, and, cool. Uh, someone asked uh, Craig like, like because they because like their their album uh, uh, Pony Express record has like the weirdest riffs on it. It's it's just really bizarre <laughs> stuff. And someone is like, "How do you guys come up with these like really weird kind of technical like riffs that you're playing and stuff?" Because it's like. I don't know, it, like, it kind of edges on, like, kind of the proto-math rock stuff that you had from, like, like, Polvo and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but, but, like, the Craig was just like, yeah, I don't know, we, we just move our hands around and, and, and whatever sounds good <laughs> sounds good, no, I don't know, like, it's, like, the most, like, 
whatever answer, but but I love uh, it. I wish so badly that I could say that and have that yeah. be true. I overthink <laughs> everything in the creative process. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that there there's something really funny about that to me where like there is this weird connection between like early rock and roll and something like say like Fugazi that I think gets yeah. lost yeah. that gets like very lost on people that like when like Chuck Berry picked up a guitar, he was just like, oh, like this whole power chord thing feels really good. And like that transcends into all these like modern genres and like subgenres. And I think it gets yeah. like a little bit lost sometimes, but like I am a very I'm a I'm a big um like uh supporter of the like make the riff that you enjoy actually like physically doing. You know? Mm. Like I love that. Like that's really big yeah. for me. Um and I, I think it's just it's just funny. Like I don't talk to many people about it, but Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's something that kind of comes from like playing more live shows. Because yeah. I like for Twinkle Park, I think I've played like two shows and they were all like oh gosh, in like twenty sixteen or something crazy like that. So like when it comes to recording, it's sort of about like something that I can technically play or fudge my way through and then edit in post. Uh yeah. And then, Absolutely. you know, like it's about something that, that sort of fits the, the sound first and foremost. Um, when I get a riff down that I actually like enjoy playing, I think it does, now, now that you mention it, like I think it does tend to be like a little bit more of like an earworm as a result. Yeah. 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 Have y'all been listening to anything? I've, I've, I've been listening to like an album, like almost obsessively. Uh, so last week we talked about... Uh, Coltar of the Deepers, uh, uh, mm, yeah, sick ass like shoegaze slash metal band uh, from Japan, and uh, their like quote unquote final, I guess for now album, uh, Yukari Telepath. I finally got to it like the other day, um, and I can't get over it. It 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 is <laughs> it has it has on it some of my favorite shoegaze material i've ever heard like it is it is absolutely unreal like uh, uh yeah i'm really uh, excited to get to that one i listened yeah. to their first record and i thought that it was really excellent yeah yeah like they 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 are they're kind of just like uh a fountain of just like so many cool like song ideas and stuff like they, they're like across their discography there's just so so much cool stuff so much heavy stuff but that like just transitions seamlessly into something like really pretty and, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, 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 Yukari telepath has like, has a particular song, uh, Lemurian seed, which is like one of the prettiest, but like also like in terms of songwriting, one of the like most energetic and most like kick-ass songs I've heard in a while. It's really yeah, I, cool. Yeah. Fast Hell shooting yeah. Is, is supremely underrated. Yeah. 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 Lemurian seed is like, super fast like start stop riffs but like really yeah, pretty yeah. like like poppy kind of sounding shoegaze it's awesome uh That's cool. but uh yeah so i've i've been i've been really crazy about that one <laughs> mm -hmm. how about you adam i just put that in my uh in my to listen notes oh, oh nice i'm very excited about that that sounds very up my alley um i've been on a massive uh distillers kick uh, mm. <laughs> I've been listening to Coral Fang by the Distillers every day for like six days, which uh, I think is really just like a um, a return to 2003 for me. 
I'm just like, ah, I'm just gotcha. like working on that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I also have this really, the other thing this week that happened for me that's just very funny is I have no relationship with Brian Jonestown Massacre at all. I know that they're like an important band to people. Uh, right. But I just like only know them in ways of like a song crossing my radar and then me being very moved by it. And so yeah. uh, this week I heard a song by them called Dropping Bombs on the Sun that I listened to like 10 times a day, like five oh, days yeah, in a row. yeah, yeah. And I, I uh, getting songs like that is so exciting. It's yeah. so exciting. And especially like, you know, as a musician, like a song that like inspires you to like produce a certain way or anything like that, like that tune just like hit. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to make drums sound like this. I want to attempt to do yeah. this little thing. And so I would say my most recent kick is just listening to that distiller's record. And then, uh listening to that one Brian Jonestown Massacre song, nice. <laughs> which is like kind of hilarious, but like, that's just yeah. the way I roll. Like it'll, yeah. it'll just be this one thing. And I'll be like, I got to figure this out over the course of the next yeah. two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever I find songs like that, it almost always results in me starting work on a new song. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the beauty of it. You're just so yeah. inspired. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll usually start with me being like, okay, I just need to steal this one element. And <laughs> yeah. it's going to branch off into its own thing right. eventually. I um, also, I will add, uh, I was I was really, really, like, blindsided by uh, Vacation by Bomb the Music Industry turning 10 years mm. old this week. So, oh my yeah. god, fuck, really? Yeah, so I Jesus was... Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was in, like, a nostalgic, just, like insane loop of listening to that record uh yeah. i didn't realize that it turned 10 god i can't believe it's already that old yeah it that really i mean am i allowed to swear or should i not swear yeah oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah that shit fucked me up like that was bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i couldn't believe it i was very blindsided i i wasn't like prepared to really like learn that yeah yeah and um i saw just a friend post something on instagram about it and immediately was like oh my god this is happening and then as i thought about it more i was like just revisiting my life in 2010 2011 and i was like oh yeah this all makes complete sense i just yeah i just haven't considered it <laughs> like i haven't that's really I, interesting yeah but, yeah uh, incredible record um you know it, hilariously and this is just the way life goes sometimes I had listened to that for the first time in the wild in in a while last week. Oh wow. And it was right. yeah, I had I had just been like, oh yeah, like I, I gotta listen to that. I haven't listened to vacation in so long. And so I yeah. revisited it and then who knew it was about to turn ten, you know? <laughs> I've I've joked to friends that as I've gotten older, Bomb the music industry has only like gotten better and better. Because, um, like I got into them when I was in high school. Yeah. So like I couldn't relate to like songs about uh like being broke and like struggling to pay rent and living in a shitty apartment um the the older i get and the the more that that is like the kind of shit that's on my mind the more i'm yeah. like oh wow <laughs> like this has kind of always yeah. been a, a a band for people at that stage in their life yeah and i'm totally. just now getting it's there a, it's yeah. a it's a very special discography it's it's Absolutely. you know it's 
yeah, it's it's a life thing for sure. But I think a lot yeah. of people come to it at different ages and they come to it at different um with different perspectives and it's just mm-hmm. like a grower, you know? It's like it's yeah. It's wild sometimes to interact with people who are like yeah, bomb hit for me at this age or like bomb hit for me right. at this age, but that's like yeah. I think that that's just a reflection of how special it is, you know? It's Absolutely. Yeah. I was having really bad writer's block uh musically. Um I just kind of thought back on how many good bomb the music industry songs there are about being frustrated by writing songs. <laughs> <laughs> that that is pr- specifically definitely a uh, a trait of bomb the music industry that I absorbed at a very young age that will stick with me forever. Which is like when you're in that moment, it's like, well, you can write about it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But. Yeah, huge inspiration, um, big fan. I I hope that going forward, I mean, it was really fun to see just sort of like Twitter and like, you know, music writers I follow and different things like that. Like, you know, people really talk about um, uh, vacation like really seriously this week because I just, mm. you know, one one thing, I love that record. I love that band's entire discography, but... You know, I was there when that record came out and it'll always feel a little bit odd that it didn't get necessarily like the acclaim it deserved. And so I don't know, it it was very surreal. There there was this one piece I read. There was a bunch of different pieces that came out, but one that hit me the hardest was like ta- comparing it to how the same year The Monitor by Titus Andronicus just got like huge with like NPR wow. and like Pitchfork. And that hit so hard because I remember that moment so well of like, I, I like Titus Andronicus. I like those records, but I do remember the feeling of like, okay, indie darlings, like the monitor came out. Everyone's intellectualizing it. It's about the civil war. We can like wax poetic about how important this is. Right. But like vacation's a better fucking record. Like that's oh, yeah. like Oh yeah. In like I'm sorry, regard. but like it actually yeah. is. And I and it was so weird when I read this write up that I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Like I lived through that. Like I was yeah. I, I was twenty one at the time and being uh, i was upset about that but i actually forgot yeah. that i was upset about that <laughs> it's it's actually really funny i always uh oh uh, yes, it, yes. It, it's one of those things i almost like joke to myself about like no one else really thinks it's that funny i guess hazel does except that like i do uh uh, uh that that I, I I feel like I feel like maybe Titus Andronicus had beef with me at some at some point for <laughs> for like no reason i was like just a tumblr blog and I just like like they, they put out it wasn't it wasn't the monitor. It was like one of their I think it was the next album or the album after that. Was it I think local it was the, business? The the follow up? No, it wasn't the follow up. It was the one after that. Yeah. That was like 34 fucking tracks long. It was oh, like, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And I made a And I made a joke post about how fucking long it was. And I was just like, hey, maybe, maybe cut this down a little. And they like were name searching on Tumblr and they like wrote like a pissy response about him just like dude i'm like some 18 year old blogging don't you have something better to do (laughs) oh my god this album's 92 minutes who are they fooling that's a movie that's a movie 
it's that's an, a movie that's like I gotta sit down with that one. I can't just put that on yeah, to watch yeah. something. I, I I got like three fourths of the way through it and stuff. Titus and Jonicus, if you ever want to come on, just uh, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Squash this fucking beef. <laughs> I like I like that band. I've seen that band a bunch of times. Um, yeah, they're pretty alright. That that the record that you're talking about, if I'm remembering correctly. That yeah. has one song on it that I absolutely love called Dimed Out. But right, the rest yeah. the rest of the record I I I don't I don't really have a big recollection yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. It's that but, one. It's that one. It's that one. It's yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, that that was the one. That's it's it's enormous. But uh yeah, yeah. 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 Titus Neuroticus, feel free to come squash this beef, you know, anytime. <laughs> I, I I do not hold any ill will. I just think it's weird that you commented on like an 18 year old's Dumbo post. Like it's, I don't know, like it's kind, of, <laughs> kind of a weird thing to do. <laughs> so, but <laughs> wow. Um, speaking of uh, kind of like uh, almost like more understated uh, milestones uh, with a, a decade between them, about uh, I listened to the new Liz Fair record. Ooh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah, I was really blown away by how like um it it is like the most like intricately composed and layered and textured record she's ever put out. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm glad that you, that you liked it. Yeah, yeah, like when the the this like the back half of the record has like a lot of like like string i think it's like a quartet maybe it's even fewer than that yeah maybe just like a cello here and there but like when that became like a recurring sort of like part of the the album's cast i was like whoa holy shit um because like i think i think liz got like really pigeonholed into her first record Mm. when like i don't know like everything she put out uh for the most part has has been like quality in my book um but i think like you could kind of see her struggling with like the critics literally just want me to make uh exile and guyville too yeah um and i think it's really interesting seeing a record that feels like she is kind of like disregarding that and kind of allowing herself to make something that like really truly feels like what she wanted to make hopefully that's true but that's how it felt to me um and i really enjoyed it um nikki i'm not do you are you much familiar with liz fair i'm actually i'm actually not i was about to i was about to say that i I need to not be sleeping on her oh cool yeah basically like what you need to know is that uh like exile and guyville her first record is like Mm. kind of a landmark by a lot of people um because like it was really significant that a, uh, a like a woman was writing indie rock by herself right. at that time <laughs> because it was ninety three. Um, right. But it also helps that like she's a fucking amazing songwriter. Like that album's great. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I just and... I just need to butt in real quick. That was fantastic. That was you know that, that, that summed it up fantastically. Yeah. Um, so she was like a really big deal. For like a couple of reasons and then mm. she continued to, to put out uh some really good records um and then i think she like switched labels or something like that and she had some really big pop hits like pop rock hits that i think are great uh but that a lot of people the self-titled's fantastic i i, I mean i'll i'll argue it forever is yeah like, i that, love that record that, that pivot is great i'm i i think that ev- anyone involved should be proud of it i mean that was 
That, I love that Yeah, it, it yeah. shocked me that that was so contentious as I was getting deeper into her discography. Mm. Because to me, like, it's just, like, a really fun, like, really tightly composed, tightly uh, mixed and mastered, like, pop rock record. Yeah. I mean, the uh, only reason that it was that it was contentious, I think, upon release and upon its acclaim is just, like, a time period where, like, you know, misogyny ruled even harder yeah, than it yeah. does now, where it's, like, yeah. it was just, like, she's way too old to be doing this or she's way too this to be doing this. I mean, yeah. living through it was very odd. Like, those are just yeah. incredible mm-hmm. 2000s pop hits. And yeah. looking at them any other way is just odd to me. Like, I'll never... That pe- yeah. I'll never understand that period for sh- like yeah I remember like uh reading that people like kind of got into the habit of calling her like a like a diet uh uh Shania Twain insanity which is crazy it's a crazy <laughs> thing to say um but yeah that being said like uh this new record is is like very very different from anything else she's put out I'd say yeah it's fantastic um, yeah. And it's really good. Like, uh, I remember when the first single from that record came out, like, early last year, I was listening to that track on a loop. Good Side, I think that's an yeah, amazing song. Absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, so, so seeing that the record had, had come out, I was late to it by, like, a month. I only listened to it for the first time uh, a couple days ago, but I was really impressed by it, and I'm really, like, I almost had this sort of, like, sense of, like, pride. Like, yeah. Good job, Liz. I'm happy for you. Hell yeah. Um, because like it really seemed like like the the um slump that her career fell into was just like a just like a like a shitty set of shitty circumstances that were unfairly thrust on her. Yeah. Um in terms of like getting pigeonholed, uh both um critically and like from her label. I think Liz Fair is is as timeless of a songwriter as you can possibly get. So Absolutely. luckily she's been able to defy these, um, yeah, these situations, you know? And it's like, that's something that as a really, really like lifelong fan, it's like, you know, even in the periods where people who are like, maybe saying, Oh, like this isn't it, or this isn't this, or like, maybe like she's selling out or blah, 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 blah. The songwriting like always sings through and that and this new record has that in spades where it's just like, yeah, like this is an extremely talented songwriter. Like, why are we concerning ourselves with a conversation about, you know, any other uh, career trajectory like this person Mm -hmm. writes this like, yeah, it's it's really nice. I don't know. Yeah. How did uh, how did you initially get into her stuff? Um, for me, it was definitely my dad. It's actually kind of funny. Um, I got in a really big fight with my dad when I was like little because he wouldn't buy me Enema of the State by Blink-182 because it was parental advisory. But he had a copy of Exile in Guyville, which also was parental advisory. And, uh, we got in a big argument about it. I was really upset. Um, yeah, because we had that in the house. We had... Whip smart in the house. He was just a Liz Fair fan. So, uh, yeah. 
I remember leveraging with him being like, yo, if you won't buy me the Blink-182 CD, you shouldn't be able to have the Liz Fair CD. And those are my- That's first- amazing. Yeah, those are my first memories of Liz Fair. Um, but my first like real memories is probably like 19, I was probably like 19 years old, maybe 18 years old. And I, uh, I listened to the girly sound tapes and the song was, Mm. uh, Batmobile. Mm. That was it. And I I heard that and I said, that's what I want to, that's like, I want to be able to compose a song of this quality. And, um, absolutely. And yeah, it was very moving. And then it just became obsession with uh, Whip Smart as an entire record, obsession with Exxon Gaival as an entire record, telling all my friends that like this was it. I couldn't believe it. I like didn't know how I'd missed it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like Great. she's so important, but she gets like so little uh, uh, acclaim now, like retroactive acclaim. Yeah. That like it took, I think it took a Bomb the Music Industry cover of fucking Run for me to even hear the name Liz Fair for the first time. That's a great cover. That's, I, it's I, a great I know cover. the exact performance that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great cover. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like, like she should have so much more clout than she has. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it actually connects. I don't, I don't want to tangentialize too much, but I, I start, no, by all means. I started to get a little bit self-conscious about when you asked what I was recently listening to and what we were all recently listening to. I was like, oh, I fucked up. I like missed a couple of major things. Um, I'm very, very psyched for uh, Colleen Green's up- upcoming record. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Colleen Green at all, but... Um, I am not actually. Oh, fantastic, fantastic artist. Um her new record, Cool. She's released a couple of singles off of it. But the first one, the first single off the new record, it's called I Want to Be a Dog. And it really reminds me of some of my absolute favorite qualities of, of Liz Fair's. Oh, and that's super exciting. Yeah. And I, I've been listening to that song nonstop since it was released maybe a month or so ago. Um, but just thinking about you know, Liz Fair and that aesthetic and sort of like what that uh, career trajectory is like. I, I was just like, oh, shit, I got to say that. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think um, I think an extremely important songwriter, someone who doesn't get their due in the the not only the the big leagues, but also like on an independent level, like it's. I I constantly hear music that I'm like, this really reminds me of Liz. Like this really reminds yeah. me, you know, uh, in a good way. But I yeah. I agree, it's a confusing trajectory to sort of look at. Like, why isn't that more talked about? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I love her work a lot. I think. Um, do you have a favorite record of hers? For me, it would be Whip Smart. Without a doubt. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... I think it's between Whip Smart and uh, White Chocolate Space Egg for me. That record rules. The, it's so, that, that so That first good. song is such an incredible opener. Oh, my God. Um, the way the yeah, drums the first time sound I heard that, that. Yeah. 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 The first time I heard that record, I stopped 
listening to it to listen to that first track like three times in a row. Yeah, I love when that happens. I heard the rest. Yeah, I love when yeah. that happens so much. Uh, uh, yeah, a good opener track Liz goes is, such a long way. Liz does such an amazing job uh, subverting your expectations in terms of like chord progressions mm. and song structures. We're like. You think you know where a progression is going, and then suddenly, like it, it, it modulates elsewhere, and it does it so effortlessly and so confidently, uh, but it never goes where you expect. Um, it's really cool. I'm a really, I'm a, I cannot say enough good, good things about uh, her songwriting. Same. Um, yeah. I, across her whole career. <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. I mean, I, I've taken so much inspiration from that, and I'm glad that you like the new record. I, I felt it kind of. You know, the minute that record came out, I was like, oh, I feel like it's all the things that I love, like happening, like in real time. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely um, I definitely got to fucking get get learned. I need I need to I need to. You got to get, yeah, get yeah, I learned. Gotta, yeah, I got to I got to I got to know. I got to I got to yeah. listen to this stuff. I'll send you some tracks after the the episode. Please, done. please we'll, do. Yeah, we'll make a playlist. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I love we'll a playlist. It. So a little bit earlier, we joked about squashing beef with Titus uh, Andronicus, but uh, <laughs> Adam and I actually have a little bit of beef to squash of our own. Oh no! Yeah. So uh, uh, you and I almost worked together like fuck, like five years ago, was it now? This is true. Yeah. Um. We. My old label before Pop Spirit almost reissued some Brave Little Abacus material. Right? Yeah, I'm. We 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 had a a wonderful uh, conversation. It was the most uh, interesting uh, conversation I'd ever had with someone about that. You know, the prospect of doing that. And uh, oh, that's so sweet. It no real deal. I mean, it was it was uh, it was a really really nice talk, and I was very. I was very game. I was very interested in it. And then life got in the way and uh you know, who knows what happened. Can't can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, uh I actually think it's funny we're mentioning this too because uh whenever Hazel was kind of Yeah, yeah. getting pop spirit together and stuff, I remember me and Hazel had a big long call and Hazel kind of dropped like <laughs> she was like, you know, <laughs> you know, cuz we were talking about Brave Little Abacus. Uh 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 not to not to drop the bomb there, but uh, but uh <laughs> Uh, we're talking about Brave Little Abacus. I was talking about how much I love uh, discomfort, and uh, uh, she was like, "You know, I actually almost put that out." <laughs> like, like, and I was like, "What?" And then Lisa told me about all that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And uh, uh, yeah, so that was really cool. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's funny like how ancient history that is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I remember when you did that uh, that first podcast. Um, I can't remember the name of the show. Uh, I think it was the, something about being at the sea. Uh, yeah, I might go to the beach. Yeah, I might go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you did that interview, and you you made like a like a public apology to me. Uh, <laughs> and I had multiple friends message me to be like, "Yo, Adam mentioned you in a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, I mean, um, it's. I want to say even Shannon did actually. Oh hell yeah! Shout out to yeah, Wake but still in bed. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, the best uh, uh, songwriters in emo music right we now. We gotta get we gotta get her on at some point. <laughs> oh absolutely! Yeah, she she hit me up recently to be like, hey, I got recommended one of your videos. 
I was very flattered. That's awesome. Uh, Shannon, Shannon is uh, is great. Knowing Shannon, she's just like it was about moral oral. I don't know what the fuck that is. I watched it. Anyway. No, it was actually about it was about anime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think she she joked something like, "Yeah, I don't know how it happened, but I've been I can't stop watching YouTube videos about anime." <laughs> oh yeah, I I miss Shannon so much. Shannon's definitely someone <sighs> who like when it when it comes to like what the pandemic's done to you, I think about mm-hmm. like, well, I get to see Shannon like maybe twice a year, sometimes three, yeah. sometimes three times a year. And it's like, now I haven't seen Shannon in so long. It's it's awful. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I saw her, um, oh, gosh, she played a show in San Francisco right before I moved from NorCal to SoCal. Oh, we're... so I think it was 2018. So it's been a long time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember she uh, uh, she messaged me. Um, when at the end of a me and Caprice show that uh, she also played at, or maybe she was just visiting, I'm not sure. Uh, you played a, a Orange and Blue with Stripes. Oh, she sent I know me a, like a video yeah. of it and was like, "Yo, Adam played Adam played a song from Discomfort." Uh, it was very sweet that she thought of me. Yeah, that that show is actually crazy. I won't I won't go too far into it, but I think what that show was, if I'm if I'm thinking of the right one. Is awake but still in bed was on this wild tour, like a tour that took. Yes, took, yeah, 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 yeah. They were. On, I remember that. Yeah, now. they were on yeah. tour forever, and me and Caprice was on like a very fine, you know, three week tour, and they were like coming through the U.S. and we had a show in Connecticut, and awake but still in bed just showed up. Like that's they, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just rolled up, and we were like, "Excuse me." Like, why are you here? Uh, and we had, we had a very, very good time. We had a very good night. That's it was nice. It was awesome. But it was very odd. It was like, uh, we're just playing this show in Connecticut. And they were like, yeah, we're just traveling for the next 365 days. <laughs> uh I was 13 years old. I'm now 20, I'm now 29. Uh, given the time span of that, there's been moments where I've experienced things that have just made me feel really old. And to, yeah. to be perfectly honest, you know, when you show up to a show and there's a new type of drug <laughs> that you've never even heard of, and someone and someone is like explaining it to you, you're just like, I'm so fucking old. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like. And that's, like, really all it was. It was just, like, it was, like, you're explaining to me a way of interacting with marijuana that I've never heard of before. <laughs> like, how old am I? I, I like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel, at 24, I feel yeah. that way almost every day of my life. No jokes. I, I really it, do think potheads could get to the moon if they really tried. Like, I like, absolutely agree. Yeah, 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 get them you know, high. Like, yeah, if, if they heard that getting to the moon would get them high, they'd get there in a second. And so, like, like there is some, there is so much advanced engineering that goes on with like, like I, like I've, I've smoked pot out of like, 
uh, like 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 rolled up tin foil and stuff that someone like handed to me and I was just like and I was like this isn't safe and I just did it and then like and I've seen someone you know like people like make make bongs out of like like not bongs make pipes out of like apples and stuff like that yeah like, yeah that was the shit that like everybody talked about in yeah, high school yeah it was like everybody knew a guy who had made a pipe out of yeah. an apple or a carrot yeah, or, like or whatever a, like a i mean it's very yeah. ingenuitive yeah you know? yeah yeah absolutely yeah so they could get to the moon yeah what's fucking yeah, yeah. nasa I, I, up to? I, I mean okay no i really we need to get like a like a crack team of potheads to get to the moon before bezos or uh uh, Elon, <laughs> like, like, well, we missed that opportunity, <laughs> but you know, no, 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 that they, no, they, they, no, they, they didn't go to the moon, they just went to space, they took like a day trip to, to, to space, true, yeah. So, true. so, like, and you can, yeah, you can do that yeah. in an airplane. What they did was not impressive, but uh, 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 also they're rich, uh, so it'd be way more impressive, yeah. They just got fucking suckered into spending like un- unfathomable yeah, yeah. amounts of money to feel like <laughs> fucking. Buzz Aldrin for four yeah yeah it, it, it would be way more impressive if a bunch of sixteen year olds in like Grateful Dead shirts did it like <laughs> yeah absolutely I agree <laughs> yeah and I, agree. I I like that reality I'd like to live in that reality <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no like I remember that that whole exchange really really fondly um and it was like it's this kind of thing where like there's never been a good opportunity for me to bring it up like i don't talk about it to people uh because it feels like like it's not something that i think anybody should have an ego about in that scenario because ultimately what it was is just like a nice conversation right i mean real talk Um, it's it's the only call i've ever had about that i mean a lot of very strange things happened like after it if i'm remembering the mm -hmm. timeline correctly but it's the Mm -hmm. only serious call i've ever had about and, uh, but you, you, and you had you had alluded to the fact that you'd had offers like that beforehand, right? I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not trying to like blow smoke here. Like we, like I, you know, I just get like dumb emails about dumb shit, and I like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like I don't, uh, <laughs> and I like don't really interact with it that much, or like yeah. DMs and yeah. things. Um, but something was just very endearing about what you had going, and it felt. I felt a connection to it and I wanted to, I wanted to talk, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I was like, this seems really neat. And like, it was funny because like years later, like, um, it came up between like Shannon and I and starting to, you know, um, uh, discuss the connections, you know, of who knew who and things like that, mm. you know, and we're on complete opposite coasts, but like, I, I feel confident that I'm. Um, I'm glad that you reached out. I'm glad that we talked. I'm sorry that you know it didn't. It didn't pan out. And oh um, no, it worked out for the better. That label shut down not too long after. There. Well, there you go. But I mean, it was really, you know, that's still the only serious thing that's ever come out of that. And I think it was just yeah. because something felt right. And I think that's really special. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Thank you. That's very sweet. Um. Yeah, no, I, uh, because I, I, I can't remember if I stated this on the record or not, but initially I had reached out about, uh, releasing, like, future me and Capri stuff. Yes, Because I think I it was only, that. like, a yeah. few months after, um, y- y'all's first EP came out. Because I was, I was following that band before you had that record out. Like, I was watching, like, like, uploads of live shows. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the time like whoa like i can't wait until i can like actually hear this instead of like just through like a youtube upload yeah 
Um, so when that came out, like, I think I was like, wait a minute. Like, I think I can, I think I can maybe like reach out and see if there's any interest there, which is like, it's funny in hindsight. Like, I don't really reach out to people about releasing because there's not anything that we can really offer them. And that was the of case course. back then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing, we had nothing to offer anyone. Uh, but we were doing it anyway, and I don't know why. Uh, uh, we thought that there would be like prospect in that. <laughs> it's fun. I think like you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think at the time, like um, the net label was kind of like a like a subgenre of like it was like a different uh, way of releasing music online totally. than just yeah. putting something yeah. out on Bandcamp. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess, like um, personally speaking, whenever you guys reached out to me about releasing pedal fold stuff. And I, I, I remember one of my first questions I asked you, I was just like, you sure you want like this crazy, like Dillinger escape plan, like, like, like punk <laughs> band on your, on your label? And you're like, yeah, no, it'd be sick. And then I was like, all right, cool. And, and like, on yeah, because in that case, the mission statement with Pop Sphere was just to, to sign people that right. I was close yeah. friends and, to. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, well, I, I, I love Hazel and I love uh, and, I, and, and like, I would love to do this and stuff, especially because at that point it was like, well, I mean, local stuff isn't really going anywhere for us. So, yeah, so, yeah. so it felt like a new frontier almost to just be like, you know what? That's we, yeah, we, we yeah. can we can we can take this band and kind of like reformat it to like to like something that for doing something else because yeah i guess there's almost a bit of like yeah. um like investment yeah. in there almost like speculative speculative <laughs> stock uh where it's like this seems yeah. like it could go somewhere yeah, eventually yeah. And, and i guess that's just yeah. like in my in my specific case just because of how like exclusionary my scene is and was yeah. about like yeah who was getting on shows and stuff because i wasn't getting any shows because we didn't <laughs> Because we don't like half the people that run the shows, so like we weren't we weren't yeah. exactly willing to work with people and stuff. Just because uh, I'd been in like local bands and working in the scene, doing stuff for like I think you know going on a decade at that point, and I was just like, well, fuck that. So 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 this so this pop <laughs> yeah. this pop spirit thing seems to be working, and and it's taking its twists and turns and stuff. But uh, no, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, uh, you know. Uh, I feel like materially, you know, like it's it's kind of hard to figure out like what exactly Pop Spirit is offering yeah. people and stuff, but yeah. but in some in some regards it's like, oh no, this is like a really big offer. This is like this feels this feels big. Uh yeah. Or it feels like something we could get well, into. Well that was yeah. why it felt so nice uh when I finally managed to set up a uh like Spotify right. distribution. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone. Because it was so much cheaper to do it that way for everyone involved than it would have been if they had all done yeah. it separately. So that was like my one moment where I was like, tangibly, this label is useful <laughs> to my friends. Um, but yeah, on, on a similar note, um, I'm, I'm curious, Adam, to just kind of hear like a, like a bit of an oral history about uh, me and Capri's. Yeah. Um, because I feel like uh, just by virtue of like the band sort of like focusing pretty heavily on like live shows in your general area i think folks outside of that scene in that circle uh people who are touring around there etc like there's not quite as much of like a like a context for that band as there should be which is a shame because again it's a pretty 
pretty fucking good band. I'm a big fan. I, I appreciate that. I mean, we haven't put out nearly enough to, uh, <laughs> to justify any any growth. Um, before I go to that, I just want to say, in terms of the independent label model and what mm. you're talking about, I think that one of the most special things that comes out of that is just people that you would like to be around and work with. Mm. And... That's like my biggest crux of like our call, for instance. I was just like, oh, we're friends now. That was cool. And I think that that's really special. And I do think that that's like a really important thing. And also, I want to hear this musical project that's inspired by Dillinger Escape Plan because that's my shit. Oh, so like, I gotta, oh I, fuck. Yeah, so I gotta, I gotta, so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, I gotta get it on that, like, ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, yeah. Hold on. I'm literally going to drop a link right <laughs> now. Uh, th- yeah. That is still, like, one of my uh, favorite things that Pop oh my God, has ever yeah. put out. Is the uh, I, I, please, yeah. I, 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 this has not crossed my radar. I mean, I'll never forget the uh, I was hiding Calculating Infinity from my parents for six months. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, it was an incredible experience. It, like, like <laughs> it's 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 kind of weird because it's like it's like different genres entirely and stuff. But I definitely was thinking about discomfort like all the time when we were recording uh, negatives, like this album and stuff. I was thinking about just just oh yeah, yeah. What a yeah, funny just, like how out. like. How much is going on at any given time and, and everything like that is just uh, a very inspirational album for that specific time. And also I was working like a shitty job at Target and stuff like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes along with that album. That's great. But uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. I, yeah, I, I love writing tunes about working a <laughs> shitty job. That's like my shit. Yeah, that's a, I love that. Um, but uh, but Hazel, I'm sorry to tangentialize. I, let me get back. Um, oh no, no, you're good. You're good. By all means, uh, this is uh, this is a podcast. It's nothing <laughs> official. Um, I would say, I mean, I I the way I look at the formation of me and Caprice is, you know, Brave Abacus broke up, and um, we needed. Uh, I needed a little bit of time to figure out how I wanted to go about, uh, you know, doing songs and you know what i wanted to release and what i wanted to do and me and caprice came up really naturally with you know four friends who really liked uh each other's tastes and playing music together and it became a little bit more of a live thing and that's why it was really mysterious for a while um because maybe you know this might be a fault of mine but i did initially kind of form it as the polar opposite of the band Mm. before it and uh, so we just we just played live. We had no socials for a little while. And then we sort of changed that up and started to present a little more on the Internet, you know, release some stuff. And now, you know, it's been really quiet. But the truth is, is that there is a lot on the way. We're really excited. Um, I'm really interested to see how it all goes down. We're just a band that I'm very proud of being a part of. Uh, but we don't exactly do a lot of the things that bands are supposed to do now. Uh, so it, Which I actually yeah. honestly find really refreshing Same here. at this point. <laughs> like, well, that, that's cool. That's cool. Because like, I think a lot of uh, the way music is shared online these days is, is like pretty formulaic. Um, because that, that formula is sort of like like it's sort of safe and codified like obviously i would never fault anyone for for that but i think it's really refreshing when i see a band that kind of like 
like it sounds so fucking corny to say it but like uh me and caprice has always felt to me from the outside like a band that is very much so a band that exists like for the love of the act of making and playing music first and foremost um i, I like it's a very sort of like that. joyous yeah. sounding uh band even when uh like lyrically there's like that dichotomy there which is uh great as well um i think that uh that is some like i can't point to too many other bands especially not in like similar scenes or or like bands that i think like people go to when they talk about like currently active like like power pop and like capital r like rock bands that feels as sort of like i don't know just like feels like as much of a good time <laughs> i mean i would hope so i i think one of the funniest things about me and caprice that i don't know like how public knowledge it is like sometimes it seems like it's public knowledge sometimes it doesn't we all live together and we've all lived together for like oh, wow. six years. <laughs> that's great. I actually didn't know that at all. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> I, I think something that's really interesting about me and Caprice is that like, we, there's a lot that we do, but like, we still just haven't clicked onto that. Like we present everything that we do. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's like an age gap or like a generation gap, but like, it's still taking time for me to adjust to this, idea that like if you're a band or if you're like a public facing musician you have this personal brand upkeep that you are so consistently engaged with like that's just not yeah, really my yeah. life you know like yeah um, i've always yeah, failed we, uh, every time i've tried to do the that. last yeah. podcast we did actually we talked at length about this this quandary of like marketing yourself and stuff and it's always been like like it feeling weird and it kind of being just like this really unfortunate necessity like these days it's yeah it's it's a trip and like in my current setup it's like something that's so fascinating to me is like i just like live with my band so like we work on things and we have like a certain way in which we we go about playing music together and like I don't really have a desire often to like commodify it to like an Instagram post like that. Like, yeah, kinda, yeah, that, absolutely. That's kind of yeah. like left for me. And granted, like a lot of what we have coming down the pike, like I will say, like has taken too long. But then at the same time, I don't feel that guilty about not being super transparent about that because that's still a very yeah, new right. idea. Like I, yeah. I grew up in a time where like, I didn't know anything about like the bands I really liked. They were kind of far away and I'm not even talking about big bands. I even mean like in 2008, one of my favorite bands in the world or probably 2009 or 10 uh, was this band. Good luck. Oh, I love good luck. Yeah. And like, I always think about good luck of like, I never knew anything about good luck. Like I don't remember them having any socials. I just, the record hit. And I just hope there'd be another and I'd get to see them sometime. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily better. It's just putting a context for like me and Caprice fails at certain communications with the public, but also like, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, yeah, it'll be. Okay. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, 
there's almost this this like sort of recursive expectation now where when people get really into a band they sort of feel this sort of obligation to show that they're a fan by engaging with every scrap of that band they can find yes yeah um and i think that like that feels a bit weirder and weirder to me the more i realize like how little effort most bands put into being consumed as a band Mm. if that makes sense no I, i i think i know what you mean yeah like in terms of like uh like i don't think most bands especially like from the, the the last decade um were thinking about like you know like what people would what kind of assumptions people would make from the scraps of those bands that they could find yeah. you know what i mean um and so i think that like the the way that that's changed has created this weird sort of like back and forth i guess um between artist and and fans uh and it just seems exhausting <laughs> well i mean it I, just seems so tiresome i mean a great example for me is we've been we're at a point in what we're working on where we're talking about like rollout and stuff and mm. and like one thing that like i can't get over is just like i like i'm sorry like i i i feel like a like a jerk saying it or something but like I'm just never going to go on the internet and ask someone to pre-save. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, like, like absolutely. a track on streaming. Like I, I, yeah. I don't like. I, I, this is going to sound really elitist, but like I, don't, I don't stream music. Like I, I don't even stream music. Like that's not that's not something I do. Um, it just hasn't really worked out for me. I tried to get into Spotify like a like a couple years ago, but it just kind of stressed me out and made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so like, I just don't like, I, like I own CDs and stuff. Like I'm a weirdo. Um, I'm never going to be able to like go on the internet and ask someone to pre-save music. I'm going to release in the same way that they would like, I don't know, like a, like an article on Apple news or something. Like, I don't know. Like I I just, I just can't really do that. And, um, yeah, it's it, it's hard because I feel like I I'm almost at like a a bit of a point of privilege in that regard. Where like releasing an album without any lead up or with very little lead up has worked well for me by my standards by my scope. I think it's good. I think I I think yeah. it has its benefits. You know, I think it's absolutely yeah yeah. Like the last like Twinkle Park record, like um. I remember just like my day entirely changing. Oh wow! Because, Aww. <laughs> but I th- but I think that's like an important experience that I was like yeah. I, that I was like oh this is what I'm gonna be listening to today. I'm going <laughs> to do that. Like that is yeah, so special. Yeah. Like yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think yeah. the surprise can generate sometimes more hype than uh, doing yeah. like a sort of elongated rollout. Yeah. Um, and if everyone's rollout looks the same, I mean, this is like, you know, this gets, we're getting a little bit further into, uh, how I would preach to, you know, the close friends, but it's like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't need to the look all the same. Like it, what if different artists just have yeah. different processes? Like, I'm not gonna diss on anyone for doing the like pre-save model 
and like 12 singles when the LP has like 16 tracks on it. But like, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, that's fine. But what if not everyone does it? Like that's well, it's interesting that, because I feel I'd like, like you know we were moving from away from that hegemony for a while, where like even the big pop artists, like I think around 2013 or so, you could tell that they were getting really, really tired of the massive yeah. album rollouts. Yes, yeah. So there became this sort of pushback where like bigger and bigger uh, artists were like, I, I don't want to pin record. it all on yeah. one on one um, artist, right? But but I have always felt like they're one of the most important artists of the of the last decade for this reason. I think I think it was all everyone got really like hype on Death Grips and how they were like surprise releasing stuff all the time. Yeah, because I yeah. remember like the same week uh, yeah. Death Grips dropped like No Love Deep Web or something like that. That was like like around that same time, like like Beyonce dropped her album like out of nowhere. And like I was in like high school, but I had like this little just like man Beyonce just did the thing that they did but but it was cool that they both did it but like I had like a bit of like a, a moment of just like hey they did yeah she's yeah, just yeah, doing absolutely. the death thing like come on <laughs> yeah but I feel like um the yeah. difference from like 2013 to now is that like I think we're all a little little bit more aware of how difficult it is to hold people's attention long enough for them to remember on their own yeah. that there's a new record they should check out. So I get the idea that um, a, 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 like a lead up with a, with a record kind of necessitates, uh, you know, like through repeti- repetition that someone like remember that something yeah. is coming or remember that something is out. Yeah. And so I get why that's, that's enticing to some people, but I also can't imagine like, I, yeah, I just feel like I, I would I, get really burnt out on like for me, the immediacy of finishing a record and putting it out is like the the sort of like apex of a creative project. The idea of having yeah. to like elongate that for a really long stretch of time just seems very. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think fun. I think the only thing that keeps me sane <laughs> with uh, with conceptualizing all of that and and like makes me not feel like I'm I'm like such a commodity or whatever is is that like uh I just really really <laughs> like fucking with people uh and and I'm always I always love to think of way <laughs> of new ways I can fuck with people like uh me and Hazel have a band together and uh uh we we're we're like we've been conceptualizing we've been we've been planning and 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 it's it's more like scheming and and it's 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 stuff that like 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 excites me uh because like you know uh uh it's it's like weird and it's and it's like a different way to do things but it's but unfortunately it does kind of all feed into that idea of like yeah well i mean we have to catch people's attention this way and stuff like maybe maybe people maybe people will talk about us if yeah we do this. absolutely you know like uh yeah yeah and like the thing is like it's always been sort of like almost an inverse right where like what's exciting about the ideas that we've had is that they've come up naturally yeah and then we've gone wait a minute if we just like tilt this 10 degrees this way that might really shake up what people think a rock band can do yeah et cetera et cetera yeah. um 
yeah. but it's it's tiring um, it's so tiring that like, like if you just, yeah if you sit down and really like try to use your noodle and really think about it and stuff it, it'll like kill you and so like it, it's yeah the, the fact that the best promotion my music has ever gotten is me having a youtube channel fucked up <laughs> <laughs> fucked yeah, up yeah. it's fucked up which is doing very uh, very well yeah, i mean yeah. I will, it's I will it is. Say, shocking I'm, it's you know yeah yeah congratulations your youtube Thank channel you. is is absolutely killing it and i don't just mean that you know i know it's doing really well numbers wise and stuff but I absolutely love your videos. I mean, I've thank you I've, so much. I've watched many of them. I'm glad to have a fellow Moral Oral fan in the world. Moral you know? Oral oh, so shit. Good. Hell yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that's just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I know I said it to you when you messaged me, but I really feel like you showing me that uh, that Dragon Ball fan site really uh, like solidified uh, a good chunk of that video for me in oh, terms hell of yeah. like I'm glad to hear it. The the, the sort of thesis it. that I was getting at. Like I, I, I meant what I said. That Adam song AMV It's so made me emotional. So good. I've I it's revisit so it all the time. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that, mean, uh, I, that bit where it cuts to like young Vegeta oh and when God. he's like still on the it's so oh good. So, I mean, fun facts on that was I had to watch that in 99 because my parents wouldn't buy me Enema of the State. <gasps> Bringing it back. Yeah, wow. Bringing it back. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so good. I, I have a very complicated um, relationship with my parents in Blink-182. I mean, it was a very complicated <laughs> time. Well, um, was, it, was it something where, like... They put out the self-titled album and they're like, well, finally, like th there's nothing objectionable about this album cover. <laughs> and so like <laughs> this album cover doesn't have a porn star but on it. By that time, they weren't paying any attention to the music that I was. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That yeah. I was consuming. Actually, by, yeah. the, by the time that the uh, the self-titled came out, um, I was driving like family car. This is just a really funny side story, but I think yeah. both of you will appreciate it. Yeah. And I, I was listening to a lot of Converge. And, oh, uh, yeah. and so I accidentally left, um, <laughs> it would have been, uh, maybe petitioning the empty sky. I don't know. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah. I, act I, I accidentally left a converge CD in the truck that I was driving and Brave Labicus was having one of its like earliest practices. And my dad just walked down the stairs to our basement where we were rehearsing and threw the CD at me. And just went like, <laughs> you left some bullshit in the truck. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't like he didn't like throw it at me. It didn't like right. hurt sure, me. Sure, yeah, yeah. But like, he just like chucked the CD because like when he like went into the car, it was just like. <laughs> so no, but by, by the time Blink-182 self-titled came out, I was uh, I, I was at, I was on another trip. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But when and so, um, yeah, but when Enema and Take Off Your Pants came out, it yeah. was difficult to convince my parents to buy it. It was it was difficult. Yeah. Uh, I I, real, I think I really quick. I feel like I lucked my way yeah. into having Take Off Your Pants and, ja and Jacket, which yeah. like it was about five years between us. Right, uh, Adam. Yeah, which I think makes the fact that I think I owned that record as a kid even funnier. <laughs> like, was there like a big single on that record? I don't remember much well, about it. Uh, uh, take off your pants. Yeah, yeah. It had a Did that have like their big single at that like, time? It had think... um, first date and rock show. Yeah, those were really big. Those were really ah, big. Yeah, uh, yeah. And first, first date is uh, 
there's a Gerard Way like like there, there's a performance they did with Gerard Way doing that song. I don't know why I remember that, but I saw it on Facebook once and I was oh, like, wow. it's weird that he sang that song. But uh, 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 <laughs> I got I got it really quick, though. I got to got to got to ask you about Converge. Uh, what's your favorite one? I like I <laughs> got um, my all time favorite Converge record. Yeah. I, I'm big. Uh, I'm big on You Fail Me. That that's like mine, because uh, it's it's so like short. You fail it's me? all killer, yeah. no filler. You know that type of stuff. You You Fail Me is very very up there mm. for me. Um, definitely the original mix. Yeah. When they came out with like the second mix, I was like, ah, this doesn't really work for me. <laughs> Kurt, yeah. I, I Kurt Ballou yeah. loves that compression. Like he's, he's uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's wild. Those new mixes of his. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you feel me is definitely that's that's usually my my um my top. I have this crazy soft spot for when forever comes crashing. Yeah. Um that's like one of my all-time favorites, but I think you feel me would be would be my pick. Yeah. I think it would be. Yeah. But yeah, just 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 want just want to sidestep and say uh, ask that real fast, but uh uh no no problem whatsoever. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. So uh uh so we're obvious influence on me <laughs> right, right uh big time yeah yeah you, you can, can hear you can it all over the place yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh can't wait for the for the for the concubine cover by uh me and caprice <laughs> <laughs> on that note it was really funny um this was before uh the deluxe edition or the the like reissued version came out with the the alex chilton cover on it but i remember um not too long after uh that me and Caprizi P came out. Um, I fucking uh, uh, my old bandmate Brett, a uh, friend of the show, also label mate, uh, who we had on another episode. Brett uh, showed me like a, I think I think it was this. Weirdly enough, I think it was the first Big Star record. Oh, cool. Um, and I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. I had this moment of like, oh, like this is the the like the progenitor to what me me and Caprice is doing, because I think there was like a very short uh, uh, amount of time between those two, and I felt like I had this moment of like, ah, like it was like a sort of like a missing link, I guess. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Big Star is like, I think you know that's a really important band to me. I think it's a really important band to like a long lineage of you know. Uh, yeah, I think they've kind of become like yeah. a favorite band's favorite band kind of oh, yeah. kind of thing Big for a lot like, of people. Like yeah. Prefab Sprout. Like <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, another favorite <laughs> yeah, band's yeah, favorite yeah, band. Yeah, absolutely. One. My um, my Big Star thing that like I just can't recommend enough to anyone is my favorite Big Star record is the third record. And that's like I actually don't think I've heard yeah. it. Oh, it's the business. It's it's <laughs> so 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 good. Uh yeah, it's so special. There's so many editions of it because the band didn't really exist when it got put out. So everyone just like argued about track listing and stuff. So like you can go down a whole wormhole. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like trying to understand like Ava, like to bring it, <laughs> you know, to bring that in. Like, like you know, it's it's that level of like, what's up with this? Yeah, record? It, it, it's it's it, wild. It, it, it becomes yeah. like like a pseudo religious, like 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 arguing about like you know like like what 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 in the bible counts what doesn't that type of thing you know oh yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah yeah 
uh tracklist number one is when shinji embraces uh instrumentality <laughs> tracklist thing two yep. is when he rejects it yep, you got it you got it and i and i have my favorite and i'm keeping yeah, it yeah. secret and i'm not yeah. saying i'm not saying which Ooh, one yeah and, 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 and there's a there's a weird track listing that's like only on youtube and that's and and and, 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 and that's and that's the rebuilds like that's the new movies yeah 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 but then if you listen really close, you realize that they're actually full re-recordings <laughs> of those original yeah. songs. Yeah, if any if anything, the rebuilds would be like, we got Greta Van Fleet to retrack <laughs> Big <laughs> Star's third. And you're gonna love it. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. No, I like the rebuilds. I'm not I'm just I'm just goofing. Um I, I, uh, really... I only watched Ava for the first time a few years ago, so I'm holding off on watching the rebuilds until they're I, all out. I really ideally. thought that sentence was about to end with now I like Garda Van Fleet. Like the, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met anyone who does. I, like are I, they, I've, I've seen it. Are they like I, a I've, real I've... band? I've never heard a single like I've just it's heard like... People it, it, shitting like, on like, them. That's all from, I've from heard. From what I gather, it's just like Facebook moms in like the comments of like SNL posts on Facebook. They're just like, "This is great." <laughs> they don't make music like this anymore. And, and, and but but then like I, I did see they like they like they like made a new album. Like they put out a new album this year, and I saw that like like people were like, "Hey, they're trying to be their own band a little bit more this time and stuff." And, and like and like you know, like you get like a couple posters on like a forum or something. They're just like, "Oh, come on, guys. Like 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 <laughs> give it up on the old Led Zeppelin stuff. They're good now." And so, you know, but Great Van Fleet if you ever uh, want to come on the show, just uh <laughs> we can squash this beef. I, I think it. My personal Greta Van Fleet thing is, I think they rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think it's so bad, and I think it's really important that there's bad music so that we all can remember what we really like. <laughs> that, and I just think that that's like super valid. I, I think yeah. I think Greta Van Fleet just comes into that where it's just like they yeah. uh, they look dumb, yeah. and it's corny, and they sound like a bad version of Led Zeppelin. But uh, it just reminds us that we're like, you know what? I'm going to go home and uh, I'm going to listen to, like, Whip Smart by Liz Fair. Right. Like, it's just a good reminder. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't mind it. Like, I, it's it's yeah. one of those things that, like, I think, th- I think that that, like, our generation sometimes, like, loses that a little bit. But in the past, it's been like, well, we knew, like, culturally, as human beings, we knew Nirvana was great. Because we had just put up with poison and muck right. crew, yeah. Like yeah. we, That's, we yeah, need absolutely. this like balance. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Sometimes <laughs> no, I don't yeah. mind it. They're just playing their role. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I totally get that. I definitely think it's always been like kind of goofy to be like super militantly like angry about Greta Van Fleet and stuff. Like sometimes a band just sucks, man. Like it's you know so, so sometimes it's fine. It yeah. Just like sucks. the thing is like nobody nobody. Nobody worth listening to is heralding. Maybe that's a little mean, uh, but but nobody is like heralding that band as like the the thing that'll bring rock back into right. the mainstream. No. Yeah, no. Like I think we've all uh, resigned ourselves to the fact that that's just not yeah, going to no. happen. Yeah, not unless something uh, big happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, but like that's fine because like the kind of music that is like uplifting the kind of like spirit that people think they associate with rock is still out there and it's everywhere oh yeah um yeah yeah Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it absolutely is. I'll always feel really guilty about that one because it didn't take a lot of hunting. That was like through a process of like, I had just gotten um, like, a, like a DVD of one of the first Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, like movies. Mm-hmm. And I just started playing okay, around. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so I think I always had like an inkling that it was Dragon Ball. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't 100% until I was watching it with Alyssa like a good few years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I, like, you know when you hear something. It just uh, hits, yeah. And you're like, Yeah, and Whoa. it's like, wait a minute, yeah. I know that. One thing that I do want to say about that is mm. um, that I think that like a lot of people wouldn't necessarily anticipate but that like that was one of the first things that we sampled that way and it was very very inspired by dillinger 4 whoa yeah it was very inspired by the song noble stabbings by dillinger 4 that i love so so much and it's funny because i always like that's one of those funny bla things that i'm like no one would ever get like yeah, yeah. That, like, I mean, I think yeah. most people assumed that that you guys were taking all of your inspiration from like emo bands. Uh, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, I think every <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 it's always funny to hear people be shocked when that's not the case. No, yeah. Because, like, to me, like, like when I was when I was showing uh, bandmates of mine, uh, Brave Little Abacus, they'd be like, like Mass Dances in particular, they'd be like, wait, no, this is this is a prog record. Yeah, it is a prog record because yeah, it I is. Was, it absolutely we're is. We're just listening to Rush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm back, by the way. For Hello. Yeah, Welcome up? back. <laughs> I oh yeah, so this is um this is one thing that I wanted to bring up. Um for those who think you was recorded on a four track initially. Yes. Yeah. Was so how did that come about? Like was that your idea from the get-go or Yeah, I was really I was very very inspired by B1000 and Alien Lanes mm. by Guided mm-hmm. by Voices. Um also um uh I'm blanking on the al- the album title right now, but there's a uh oh sorry, Runners 4 by Deerhoof. I was like, why can't I remember my oh, favorite? Oh, I love Deerhoof. Yeah. Runner's Four was my favorite record by Deerhoof, and it was definitely recorded on a, on a four or eight track. Um, yeah, I still use my four track a lot. Now it's more for you know affecting sing- signal and sort of like mm-hmm. playing with it. But it was just a challenge at the time, and it, it's another thing that I kind of put into the category of like when me and Caprice was starting. It was like, how can I do something the polar opposite of Brave Abacus. Mm. Like, and yeah. the four track was a great example of like, we're not using the DAW as an instrument. This is all about what we can play and yeah. how we can do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas Brave yeah. Abacus was so defined by like, at least in our experience making those records, it was like, we can do a million takes. We can layer, 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 layer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and me and Caprice was just of an opposite kind of philosophy um you know the material we have now we're not doing to cassette but there's some fun cassette stuff that's happening um i don't know that's so exciting yeah i remember being really stricken on that first listen um by how fucking clean that record sounds for being recorded to a four track 
like i did not realize that it was that it was recorded that way until i i looked at like the the liner notes it was a fun Um, process it was really difficult and kind of experimental but it was a very fun process i mean it took a lot of just sort of like did you multi-track or did you uh record as a live uh record live a lot of it was live um a lot of it would be like uh like a large uh drum mic setup to a board um with bass to the first two tracks and then guitars to the third and fourth and then right, those right. would get bounced down and we yeah did vocals on top right. you know right um, yeah but it, yeah it was fun i mean it was just like it, it was just another kind of like challenge it was funny uh to do it and to realize that like hearing the quality lap the quality loss when you bounce is such yeah, a funny yeah. thing. It would just be like, oh, the drums, the drums sound really good. And then it would be like, they don't anymore. Like, that's <laughs> what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only um, tape recordings that I've done were kind of just like experiments with one of my like old, old bands in my hometown. And that was only ever like, like super lo-fi, like recording on like... um uh like consumer grade right equipment yeah um so like my my sort of perception on like what like lo-fi sounded like at the time was like so far below uh uh what for those who think you sound like i mean you can really experiment with like what you want to do with it i mean there's like a natural cassette compression that's really like kind of attractive you know it's like it's it's really great and um yeah you know at our at our best we landed that and at our worst we kind of like faltered around it um but yeah most people associate it with like being considerably lower fi and that's good too um Mm -hmm. but you really can it they can take a lot and you can do really interesting things with them um yeah and it it was definitely a a special experience i'm glad i did it because now it's kind of a staple of how i demo and like and having an option of like knowing like well if i run the drums through that i know what i'm gonna get you know it's it's very yeah, fun yeah absolutely yeah <clears throat> but yeah i think the best thing that you can ever uh gain from putting out a record is uh knowing how to make the next run the next one better. yeah yeah, yeah. of course yeah yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely um, I, 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 um, i'm kind of wondering uh what your process is these days with lyrics and stuff because uh because i'm i'm primarily like a uh like like i i have input in in the songwriting of of like my bands and everything but i just don't <laughs> i don't actually play anything which is weird but uh uh but i but i sing and i do lyrics yeah yeah what yeah you I, sing? it is <laughs> that's, playing, that's something. playing something it's something. playing something uh, uh but 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 i sing and do lyrics and uh something that always struck me about uh your older band is is the fact that it's like so it felt like so stream of consciousness and so like kind of uh out there in terms of like the way it's framing certain things and this is very like matter of fact and uh it, it, which which i yeah. think is like something i try to do as well and it's it, it's 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 like a it's like a different muscle you have to exercise and it's something that's like uh uh, uh almost harder to do is is to is to be able to speak like honestly and and to and to, and to speak like uh on something kind of frankly absolutely um in brave little abacus i mean the lyrical content was primarily me working very single stream of consciousness just going for it just sort of this is you know exactly from point a to point b what i want to say and um 
And to sometimes, like some, sometimes I think that worked really, really well. Some, some other times I don't really know if a point got across. Uh, now and for the past few years, it's considerably more like I feel like a kernel or like a nugget of a lyrical idea enters my head, and then that immediately makes up a song, and I build around it. Um, and that that might just be much more of like a a pop approach or something, but um, I don't know. I have a little bit less of a desire to just go linearly from like A yeah. to Z yeah. and get a, mm. and, and I don't know. It's, it's really hard to describe, but like uh, for the past while now, like songwriting for me has been defined from like defined by something hitting my head and me being like, Oh, that's the chorus. And then I build around it. And in Bravel Abacus, yeah. like, that never happened. It was, like, these big musical gestures. And then I'd be like, this is what I'm upset about, and I have a lot to say about it. Like, and I'm going to yeah. do that. Um, without not giving it yeah. its credit, I'm not, you know, insulting that material. It's just, yeah. it just went different. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. completely. And, and like, you know, like, uh, I remember whenever I was in high school, in my high school band, like, I would try to go for, like, more conceptual stuff and it was like super out of my wheelhouse but i learned something from that and i feel like nowadays i i i do kind of more abstract type stuff but that's that's it's strengthened by my experience writing that other stuff before so it's all it's always fun to see how people like progress as lyricists because it's such like a like a like an intro like a weird part of the process because it's kind of an afterthought yeah it's kind of like something you have to kind of just come up with uh you know, and, and especially for me, like like pulling from other songwriters and just being like, OK, how do I interpret this? You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just always interesting. A- absolutely. The title of that record is very like. Um, like it kind of sticks out um, like uh, uh, I know I bring up this comparison a lot, but there's this kind of like um, this this whole idea that like when you reveal a mystery it leaves your head like you 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 can sort of file that away as not something you need to think about yeah but when there's like an air of sort of like mystique to something uh it'll stay in your head longer because it's unresolved uh and i think similarly like that title um has always been sort of like like i don't know what that means exactly but like because of that it feels more distinct to me um which i think is cool that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I've talked to a few different people about it, you know, at this point. It's, it's funny. It, it is an unfinished sentence, and I found, yeah. I found that to be a really special thing. It's also, yeah. it's also a play on, like, a very old Pepsi-Cola, like, sponsored pop song <laughs> that was called For Those Who Think Young. Um, oh, my God. I never knew that. That's so funny. Yeah, only a couple of people have, like have talked to me about that been like oh is it this uh i mean because the the record cover is totally based on like the 45 of that song oh and i wow. love that Whoa. i, I re- yeah i really love the phrase for those who think young because i think thinking young just as an act is like one of the most fascinating things ever <laughs> yeah um Wow. Yeah. How about this? I never knew that. I always thought that the cover art was really distinct now that I'm looking at it. Uh, I'm going to post it here, Nikki. 
Um, yeah, that was wow. Yeah, it's very much uh, inspired by the cover of that wow. record. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Just posted. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. How did you find your way to this release? Uh, I really don't remember at all. Uh, it was definitely it. I I I, I honestly don't remember. Um, but I remember it had to have been like I don't know twenty fourteen or something. Um, somehow it it crossed my radar. It it wasn't a physical record. I I've been hunting down this record for a long time, and I still don't own it, which is very frustrating. Um. It was it was definitely an, an internet dive, but the phrase for those who think young was just very moving to me. Um, so then we started to manipulate it, and yeah, I loved the idea of an unfinished sentence, and then also it inspired the song for those who think you, which does kind of answer the question of the title of the record. Um, in, yeah, you know, in the song. So I don't know. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting creative yeah. process, and. Uh, I like that it keeps people kind of guessing. You know, that's yeah. neat to me. Yeah, the- yeah, absolutely. It's funny. A, a similar uh, thing was what inspired um, my EP, All Fall Floral. That's literally just a signage that I saw at like a, a craft store. I love because that. That's so it was awesome. winter and they had started discounting all of their fall floral. Yeah. Uh, because they were trying to, to switch it out for the next season. I saw that and something about it stuck with me. And boom, <laughs> it's an album uh, name. That's so awesome. Yeah, I, I I love the combination of those words, but it's even better to have the context of like it was something in the real world. Yeah, like, I love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- thinking about the uh, the the origin of uh, for those who thank you and stuff, I I, I kind of have to mention it. It may be weird to mention because I don't know if this is even a thing or if it's like some kind of joke. But but I was like I was like kind of uh uh kind of looking up me and Capri's stuff and listening re-listening to the album again like uh uh in the lead up to to us recording this and stuff and I and I saw uh the heaven forgive me fucking uh uh rate your music <laughs> had had your had your profile and they had and they had a list they have a <sighs> listing for for something upcoming I guess. That like is probably fake completely, but 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 it's for a release for it's for a release <laughs> that has a name, uh, and justice for malls. Yeah, yeah, and Wait, and yeah. I have to ask, like, is this a running thing with me and Capri's where you're gonna be kind of like, like, m- like messing around with 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 like with like musical like like wait yeah what the fuck is this that's not a thing no okay i don't (laughs) i don't rate your music get your shit together all right like (laughs) you two are getting the scoop i don't know how to proceed in a musical career with the the way that we collectively use the internet i made a joke once that me and capris would be releasing (laughs) a quadruple lp called injustice for malls and then one of these kids goes on there and says that it's a real thing i thought that you just were supposed to be funny on instagram like Like, i thought that's what you were supposed to do look completely i i i can't wait till someone like jots down all of the fake ass ideas we've had for burned in stuff. <laughs> me and Hazel, like, like there's yeah, so much yeah. shit we just spew online and stuff. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I really just had to like ask because I saw that and I was like, that's a really funny title. And then I was like, <laughs> we, 
we're, we're we love it so much because the rate your music for me and Capri's also says that our bassist uh, yeah. Ian is his name is Alan. <laughs> and so it's like there's a huge running joke that we're just like yo alan's performance on for justice for malls like like you know like Uh, slapping the five string that's that's so funny i mean it's great (laughs) there's so many layers to that joke too because like if you guys actually do it like injustice for all like there, there is no performance on bass. <laughs> there is no bass. Here's the real question. When is the eggplant dance off reunion? <laughs> uh, eggplant dance off will probably never reunite, but I did get a ton of eggplant dance off recordings together while I was furloughed from my job because of the oh, pandemic. Shit. And I need to dive back into it. And I'd like to sooner than later make that. Oh, public, so. yo, hell yeah. I asked that as a complete joke because now I'm trawling the, uh, the me and Capri's rate your music page. <laughs> and I saw that listed. <laughs> Uh, no, I'd like to do it. Um, that's I, great. Yeah, yeah, that's super exciting. I like that people who are into Brave Labicus have begun to get bored of it and been like, what's the next <laughs> weird thing from these kids from New Hampshire? And it's like, well, yeah. little do you know, it's a yeah. ska band that started in 2005. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Let's go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Oh shit! That means uh, that means that the, they got it wrong. It says that the band started in 2006. Wow! Yeah, like oh, they're. I'm sorry, they're they, incorrect. It was it was absolutely the summer of 2005. They are wrong. Their accuracy yeah. is just completely just it's it's nothing right now. Like, uh, rate your music, please. When it comes to Southern yeah, New yeah, Hampshire, yeah, 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 they don't have their shit together. Rate, rate your music, please. Write stuff about my music and get everything wrong. I'd love it. I think that'd be funny. So just, just, just. I know, I know. There. Let me look at. Let me look at. Brandon's Do we have one? Music. Uh, there. Somebody listed. Oh, no. um, the reviews are probably like it's incomplete. Uh, not. <laughs> okay, no reviews. Right. No. Um. It was weird. Like my my EP. I think I talked about it briefly. My EP had like a brief stint on radio music. I don't know how. I think it's because. Uh, I think it's because Griffin. So, so we got a bunch of questions. Yeah, I was gonna Adam, do you have any interest? Nobody knows. Nobody knows that you're on this episode. Uh, uh, do you want to answer some of these with us? I love People questions. Ask, not I knowing who the think. guest is. I wanted. Yeah. The que- like, Let's do some questions. Yeah. Cool. Um. Uh. Best Ben and Jerry's flavor. Oh. Uh. Late night snack. The Jimmy Fallon one. It has. Uh, is that the ch- one that has the the chips in it? Yeah, it's got chocolate covered yeah. potato chips. That, yeah. that uh, oh. I love that. That was my favorite too before the lactose intolerance hit. Yeah, I don't eat ice cream now. Yeah, but I can remember the feeling of eating that yeah. ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, they're like, like, like Pringles chips too. I remember they've got. I that, think like, so. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It yeah. was wild. That was like yeah. I couldn't believe how good that ice cream was when I first had it, and I do have yeah. a soft spot for Jimmy Fallon, so I was just like. I was like, all right, like I'll give it a shot. And then I was like, oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't had ice cream in so long. Uh, like, uh, uh, 
and, and and whenever I would have ice cream, I'd never get Ben and Jerry's. Like my parents would just get like the Walmart brand. So my, my, uh, the, yeah, only, yeah, yeah. the only the yeah. only answer I can give is uh, I like mint chocolate. Uh, I think it's really good. Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's like the quintessential ice yeah. cream flavor. Um, Big fan. My my hometown friends uh, had this thing for a while. I wasn't there for all of it, but I was there for part of it, where. I was in bands with uh, a lot of the people who were involved in this at the time. Um, yeah. I was living, I wound up living with one of them. Uh, anyway, uh, they had this thing, right, where they were like, we're going to taste every single flavor of mint <laughs> ice cream that we can get our hands on in all of Sonoma County. Uh, because, like, there, there's like a, there were just like a shit ton of local ice cream shops. So they literally, or I think actually all of the Bay Area, it wasn't just Sonoma County, because they they did, they had this day where they went to like 12 to 14 different wow. ice cream places and sampled the mint chip at all of them. And they had like a, it was all on paper. It was, very, it was like the fucking ravings of a madman. Like it was just like all written on paper. They were ranking each and every one. Were they all that different? Like, I don't know. Ab like, apparently, right? Like, okay. Yeah, I remember it like, like the, the, the sort of mastermind behind this diabolical plan was like, we see some places, you know, they use more of the, like the, like the gum base and then other ones, like, you know, you can tell that they use like cream from this creamery and, you know, some of the ones they use the shaved chocolate. Some of them, they do a swirl. <laughs> that, that some is... of them are just the proper chips and that's the worst that's time. Nuts. It's too much chocolate per mint. Uh, they also did this while watching every single, uh, 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 Adam Sandler film. In okay, order. so like that was well, a very I support weird summer. That. I support that. Okay, okay. So, so like, how high were they? Like, uh, actually, not at all. <laughs> Shockingly, that's, that's wild. Is it like, like, like yeah. that, there's so much, there's so much going on there that, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I wish I cared about anything nearly <laughs> as much as those people care about. Ice cream. I know, it was crazy. <laughs> Me too. It was crazy. I Me will too. Never no, care about or be as engaged with anything as much as as them and you know what that was just like a, a summer <laughs> like that was a summer fling <laughs> my summer fling was watching every adam sandler movie and trying every <laughs> single mint chocolate chip ice cream in my vicinity yeah what a, what a fling to have yeah yeah, no, like, I, I wish I had, like, I, I took place, uh, I took part in a few of those. Um, I watched Little Nicky with them. That, that's a, that's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, it was my second <laughs> time seeing it, it that made film. me It made me really, really, really want Popeyes, at, like, like, growing up, <laughs> and, 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 and we just, and we just didn't have Popeyes until, like, 20, like, 10 like 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 or something like that like was it the shiznit yeah i fucking love <laughs> I, I, I fucking love popeyes it truly is the shiznit it was it was worth all that hype and stuff. like i i love that chicken sandwich i i i, I get it i get why people were lining oh, up oh it's so good it's so good it's, it's, so it's a good. work of art yeah. but yeah <laughs> truly was the shiznit yeah yeah uh <laughs> That that's the line in the movie, yes. right? I'm not no, remembering no. that wrong. Can okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the demons from hell says Popeyes is the shiznit. Yeah, yeah. C can I add something real quick? Mm -hmm. Please, of course. I just really like that we referenced uh, in Little Nicky them saying the shiznit because earlier today 
to one of my roommates, I did text, I just got pizzade, meaning <laughs> that I just got paid. Um, and I thought it was one of the... F- I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd done in a long time, and I was really proud of it. <laughs> so, just yeah, just putting right. that out there. <laughs> uh, next question. Let's see. Um, how would you gaslight oh, Joe Rogan? Okay. Why did Kyle I, actually? Ask okay, this? so so I like I was I wasn't I don't think I was posting, but I was like perusing that Discord server when they were like on this bit or whatever, where they were just. Oh wait, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I was literally getting yeah, well, a piercing <laughs> while this was yeah, happening. No, well, no, no, no. A hole in no, the nose. No, th- this was like weeks ago, I think. So unless they were, uh, unless wait, they were what? on this like like uh, again today, but like, but okay. So then I must have been but, moving when but, this okay, was going down. Okay, no, I actually, down. yeah, I think you were moving. No, I think, uh, I think I actually was posting and talking to them and stuff. Basically, the idea is, uh, you go on Joe Rogan and then you like just. Like, because because like he the, the whole thing with that show that's so funny. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, it, oh, yeah, it's, it's that, like yeah, he'll get an time, expert right? on. They'll just say just the most insane shit, and then he'll be like, yeah, wow, and stuff. And then he'll like bring up, and then he'll bring up like chimpanzees <laughs> or some shit, and stuff. And it's just like, whoa, like <laughs> so so like. I, I guess the idea is like, what kind of ultra specific, really weird thing would you like? try to get joe rogan to believe my my favorite thing anyone's ever said about joe rogan i wish i could remember who said it but uh it's that his only actual firm opinion is that trans women shouldn't be allowed to play sports that's fucked up that's uh, <laughs> um like that's his one yeah. thing that he has like a huge fucking like yeah that's his one thing that he won't uh he won't bend on the thing is i've i've never seen the only to wrap things back around again, the only Joe Rogan interview I've ever seen is the one that he did with Liz Fair. Oh, really? Okay, that's funny. Yeah, I've, I've literally ne- never. I've seen... never even seen that. Uh, I've never seen that. I, I've, I've, I like bare, like I only know who Joe Rogan is through the memes yeah. and through the controversy. Yeah, Sa- same. Uh, the only Joe Rogan uh, episode I've seen, I guess, Fear Factor. <laughs> right, <laughs> Fear Factor. Uh, the only Joe Rogan I've seen is is whenever he talked to Travis Barker, and that was purely because Travis Barker was like, "Let me tell you about how." <laughs> weird tom DeLong is about aliens and then like just went on about it and i was like i i ate it up i was like all right yeah i need to listen to this uh but uh okay i actually i did hear the one episode the bit of the one episode where they they have alex jones on and they get him smoked out and he <laughs> basically recites the plot of evangelion oh i've watched that video yeah oh yeah, my that video god is amazing. it's so good it's crazy how he really does do it and he's yeah, not it trying exactly to. like evangelion um <laughs> but uh, so i can't i can't answer that question because i don't know how i would gaslight um of joe rogan but i will say this about joe rogan a little bit connected to the question yeah i just wish that another reality tv star from my youth was as talked about as him like yeah. i don't understand why it can't be nicole fucking richie like i don't yeah. understand like I didn't know I was going to wake up, you know, in my quarter life crisis and it was going to be like Joe Rogan is controlling the conversation. Why yeah. can't it be like, like, why can't it be someone that was on Laguna Beach? Like, right. I don't, you know, yeah. what I, mean? I just want to know, like, why did it have to be the guy from Fear Factor? Yeah. It didn't have to be. It's a bummer that we set it up this yeah. way. It's yeah. yeah what? He's a bummer. That was how I felt like a, a few years prior with fucking Adam Carolla. Right. Yeah. yeah. Having yeah. a weird yeah. resurgence that immediately got usurped by Rogan. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, I don't know, like big time. Why can't we have Mark Summers from Double Dare? You know, that would be that would be perfect. I listen to his podcast. It's like, all right, you know, you made through the whole podcast without saying, uh, I don't know, dumb shit or whatever. Now, now you can uh, go for uh, double money instead of like it just makes him go through an <laughs> obstacle course. <laughs> uh, obstacle course. Uh, I would probably gaslight Joe Rogan into thinking that podcasting will actually kill him. Like, like it's it like, <laughs> like, 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 I think it will. Like, I think it probably yeah, will. Like, yeah. like there's uh, speaking into that microphone, yeah, yeah. you know, they've got all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, right. It's like there's it's like the cell phones thing where it's like where, where, where it's like, oh, no, like there's like radio waves that are, that are going to like go inside your brain and like kill you or something. And, and then like, yeah, just just deplatform him that way. Like just the uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. wage war within himself. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um recently uh well i guess this was like a year or two ago uh i was having a phone call with my mom and i was like yeah like i got all this free uh freelance work recently and i've been trying to balance it with this coffee shop job and working and all this stuff my mom was like you know i listened to a podcast interview with uh fuck i wish i could remember who uh the host was interviewing um some actress uh, and she reminded me so much of you, you know, she's always going, she's always doing all these things. Yeah, I'll send you the episode. She sends me the episode. It's fucking Dax Shepard's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I love Dax Shepard. <laughs> one, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, Without a Paddle. Such a mm, good flick. Oh, wow. I mean, I haven't watched it in many years, <laughs> but you got Matthew Lillard, Seth Green, Dak Shepard. Matthew Lillard fucking owns. Yeah. Love Matthew Lillard. Great guy. Great. Scream yeah, is Ma- so good. Scream was almost filmed uh, right by my my hometown. The opening oh, wow. shot of, uh, of Scream was filmed in Santa Rosa. They were going to film the rest there. I tell this story all the time, uh, but it, it intersects uh, two of my favorite things, which is uh, hometown trivia and, and horror films. Um, two very good the entirety of the film was almost filmed in uh uh uh, santa rosa um but famously uh, a girl had been murdered like like this became like a global case she was murdered in my hometown she went to the same elementary school as me not at the same time um but yeah like there was enough backlash from that where people were like it is way too soon for you guys to be making a horror movie in our town wow uh, so after they secured all the filming locations they uh they booted them out of the area oh wow um so in the end credits of that film you say you see the phrase absolutely no thanks to the santa rosa board of education or something like wow. that. wow um yeah yeah Damn. yeah crazy so that's uh, a, little, a little bit of hometown legacy for you yeah um, I would gaslight Joe Rogan uh, by telling him that the boogeyman is real, right. <laughs> and that it's yeah, in his closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just get him to start checking under his bed every night. It's just, like, <laughs> just humiliate him in very tiny ways. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's our next question? Uh, what Shonen series holds up the best under scrutiny? Well, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the default answer is Dragon Ball because it's probably got the least amount of like. Uh, I don't know. Like it's got Mr. Popo, but that's ba- basically it in terms of like actual yeah, objectionable it's not material. Got a lot of baggage. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and it's and it's genuinely timeless. Um, yeah, there's other stuff I would I would say I like more, but like Dragon Ball is kind of like I mean, if you got to if you got to read one, right? Like yeah, kind of Dragon Ball. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess that was maybe a targeted uh, question at me. So, cause, cause, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. No, definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah, wasn't me. Yeah, because I read it. Like I've said time and time yeah. again, I don't really read a lot I, I'm, of Shonen. I'm a frequent Shonen Jump subscriber. I yeah. Yeah, you're subscribed to the WSJ. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. WSJ, not that one. <laughs> the one with Goku in um, it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Hold on. I'm going to ask a question off the dome because a lot of these are like a little bit too specific, I think, for yeah. all of us to answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a good candidate for the 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 Shonen series. That <laughs> yeah, holds yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Um, Adam, what, uh, give me give me your fuck it, like your top five anime. Top five anime? Yeah, top um, five. In any order, just five of them. Let's go. And this, is, this is my one opportunity. All right. Uh, to, so, to intersect these two things. End of Evangelion. Uh, yes. Nice. Per Perfect Blue. Nice. Um, Those are two of my favorite movies ever. Uh, Macross Plus, the uh, the OAV, not the film version. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, Cowboy Bebop, the series, uh, mm -hmm. not the movie. And then... Uh, for nostalgia's sake, uh, Dragon Ball uh, Z Dead Zone, the movie. Ooh. Dead Zone, Dead Zone slaps. Fuck yeah. Dead Zone slaps. But, well, I'm a Dragon Ball. I'm a Dragon Ball movie guy. Yeah. So like the yeah. ser the series doesn't work for me anymore. But when I was little, and the movies would premiere on Toonami, like my folks and I would make like popcorn. It would be like Tree of Might Aww. is gonna like like they were gonna premiere Tree of Might or like. Or Dead Zone, or like World's Strongest, and all I really need out of Dragon Ball at this point in my life, especially to like connect with it in my youth, is like fifty minutes. Yeah, so yeah those movies absolutely. hit. Like they really, really hit. Where it's like, here you go, this is it. And I obviously appreciate the show, but like, I'm not gonna wake up one day and be like, yo, I gotta feel good. Let me throw on the Namek Saga. Like that's just not gonna happen. Like yeah. it's not gonna happen. Absolutely. So, that, so that's my that's my list off the top of my head. That's great. That's a great list. Yeah. I, I really um, feel like I missed something. I can't remember what. But I uh. We'll find I, out. I think the the end of Ava and Perfect Blue like are actually probably like top five if not like top two films for me yeah. period yeah. anime or otherwise absolutely Love those. yeah um Perfect Blue gets scarier and scarier to me every time I watch it me too yeah. absolutely yeah as it, I get like older of, it hurts more yeah one of few films that is that like actually genuinely kind of horrifies me it's yeah it's so totally good. I, yeah I got to see it Got yeah. to see it in the theater a couple years back, and I was like, "This is yeah, a me too." Oh, me too. oh Probably my god! The same yeah, 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 yeah. We all yeah, we yeah. all saw it. That's awesome. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that was overwhelming. I was like, "Holy shit! This movie's so big, and it's doing a lot of stuff at me now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the first time Melissa had seen it too. I felt bad. I felt like I was throwing her into yeah, the deep end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I'd seen it. That's that's an important detail for me. Is that like, yeah, oh yeah, that, shit, okay, that was word. the first time I'd wow. seen it. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> so, like this is crazy. Yeah, because I saw that. Movie for the back the first time back in high yeah, school yeah um it's incredible so yeah yeah big yeah. uh big fan but satoshi khan like huge fan yeah huge fan yeah. yeah enormous yeah he was absolutely one of the best have you have you seen hideki Anno's godzilla film adam oh my god i'm a huge fan yeah uh, uh shin godzilla yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah shin godzilla is amazing my other thing that i do is i do a godzilla podcast with my friend and and 
We've we've been we're, we like oh neat. We just finished recording. I guess I can say we we just finished recording the 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 Showa era, like the really old ones and stuff. So we're ste- okay. we're steadily making our way and everything. But 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 I I think about Shin Godzilla like weekly about how good that movie is. It's so oh so good. yeah 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 so good. I mean, I definitely was always like somewhat of like a like a um a kaiju fan, mm. but like Shin Godzilla came out and. Obviously, watch it because it was Anna. Yeah. and it was just like, whoa! Like this is so special. Yeah. The practical practical effects are so special, but also the pacing yeah. and the emotion of it. Like I was so sold. Yeah. I was like, give it, give me some more. Like I love. Yeah, this. it also like it came out in like 2016, and, and and like which which I think is big for the fact that like it's so like critical against like the government. Uh, uh, of Japan at that time and stuff, but also like I don't know, it, fe- it felt like it resonated yeah. uh, for that st- for that time period too. So like it rocked my world. Like <laughs> that movie is so good. It's it's yeah. it's one of my favorites. But uh, couldn't agree yeah. more. I, yeah, I'm an I'm an Anno completist. Same. So that yeah. that goes into that. Yeah, for sure. I need, I, I need yeah. to watch his other stuff. Uh, his his other like live action films. I really need to see Love and Pop. Mm. I have that. Love on and an Pop is so yeah. good. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, Love and Pop's um, on my. Love, Love and Pop is so. Yeah, good. it's it's on. When, when you say completionist, do you mean just his films or his TV anime as well? All of it. Yeah, I, I like when I discovered Ava, I was so sold. I just couldn't yeah. stop. I was just like, I feel uh, this in immense connection. To what this person is trying to say, yeah. and I want to figure that out. Yeah, there's just been like a variety of stuff that's been like difficult to find. Like I remember, like one of the first ones I really wanted to watch was Gunbuster because that yeah. was like pretty. That's that was pretty still cr- hard to find. Yeah, and I was lucky. Like I got a decent torrent of it back in whenever it was 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that but series, I, think you and I was might have like, actually literally watched that for the first time the same year because I think I was a senior uh, in high school when I saw it. Yeah, I mean, if that was the year, yeah. Yeah, so that was 2014. It's so good. So, so good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I also think it's, like, especially interesting in contrast with Ava. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That Um, was the context with which I watched it. Yeah, see, weirdly, I saw Gunbuster, like, six years before I sat down and saw Ava. Interesting. I don't know how it shook out that way, but I didn't see Ava, because, like, my Gynax series growing up was fully coolie. Um, oh cool yeah 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 yeah. so like i didn't get around to ava until a few years ago and it just like completely knocked me on my ass i think i avoided it for a really long time Mm. and like i i knew it was around i've known it was around since i was you know a child and you know uh shout out to your upcoming video hazel on vhs releases of anime oh yeah i was I was seeing Ava tapes at my local, you know, video store when I was very, very young. Yeah, and now those um, things are like a fucking holy grail. <laughs> oh yeah, I got rid of mine. I had a whole set, and I was, uh, I was like, I don't need these anymore, and I, I sold them a little bit ago. But which uh, maybe I'll regret one day. I don't know. I got other v- VHS tapes to buy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I. Um, I think I avoided Ava for a long time. And then when I finally sat down with it, it was like, you know what? I'm glad I never saw it till now because I needed to wait. You know? Yeah. 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 I think I watched that at the actual like perfect time for sure. Me too. Same. Yeah. yeah. Let me do one more run through these questions just to make sure. Right. But I do think that we got all of the ones that are worth asking for the whole the whole crew. 
uh, unless you have really strong feelings, Adam, about what game you would like most like to make a ROM hack of. <laughs> um, yeah, I do actually. Oh shit! I, uh, let's go. Yeah, I want to. Um, I want to ROM hack near Automata, and I want to put a me and Capri show in it. <laughs> I think so. When you so when you're playing it, and because I love that game, I think it's really good. And you run around and you're doing it. Yeah. I think at one point there should be a bunch of like little machines being me and Capri's playing a show. I agree. I completely that, that, agree. I, I love that. that. That's my wrong. I hack. love that so much. <laughs> Have you played the original Nier? Uh, I played Replicant. They did the uh, nice. that remaster. Yeah. What did you yeah. think? Uh, I think it was really special. It didn't hit the same way, yeah. but it definitely got my uh, mind kind of running on how they connect in the in Yokotaro's yeah. like ability to world build. Yeah. So that was really exciting. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I had, a, I, I had a good time. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. See, this is the, this yeah. is the real move, Adam. Like, if if you want to connect with the kids, you just got to talk about anime, <laughs> and anime video games. Yeah, just uh, they yeah, go I wild mean, for that. Tell them about near. <laughs> I I love connecting with the kids. I mean, it's funny. It's um. You know, Ian, who plays bass and uh, and sings with me and me and Capri's, we kind of play RPGs together. We have like a little bit weird of a setup oh, where yeah. like we we like get an RPG and it's like it's just it's something we I never really play video games alone. Yeah. Um, it's just something that we kind of share. Yeah. And so like like near, for instance, it's just sort of like buy the game and. You know, if it lands after work that we're both at home, like we'll play and like yeah. switch the controller back and forth and do that. Um, so Nier was a funny one because Automata was one of the first games we played while we were like in lockdown. So it was like we had a lot of time to consider it and like get really obsessed with it. That was the and experience then I had with Nier. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I played the original uh, on PS3, like right after lockdown. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never knew much about it. I mean, I, I can't lie. I'm one of those people and I've opened up to about this with a couple other people because i'm i'm a huge fan now but like when the when the first like layer of like rollout for automata came out i was like i don't know if that's my type of game like i was i was kind of worried that it was something that was maybe not uh something i was into um but little did i know you know it was a it's an incredible rich world of like you know so much like philosophy and like i don't know i just had a blast playing it so yeah replicant was fun too yeah and uh yeah i hope there's more Sh- yeah. shouts out to pascal the, the best robot best robot Wait, in the world. i think, oh, pascal. I think Mira, oh my god uh, uh reincarnation came out today <laughs> oh the mobile game was that the mobile yeah. game? yeah yeah that literally came out yesterday i'll probably play that because i just like it but yeah i don't i mean it's is it gonna be good? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They'll probably make you spend money, and I, I, I'm not crazy about that. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Conceptually, I'm interested. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that my rom hack idea brought us into near territory. Yeah, 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 time, yeah, yeah. See, I my should secret, just ask all my of these plan. just to see if they click. <laughs> um, if you were trapped on a desert island, would you rather have an infinite supply of Fritos or Cheez-Its? Oh, I actually do have an answer to that one. I don't know if that's okay. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like Cheetos are more... Wait, was it Cheez-Its or Cheez-Its. Cheetos? Oh, yeah. No, Cheez-Its are way more, have way more nutritional value than a Frito. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna definitely go the cheese it route. Right. See, I would agree, but cheese it's like the oil in them makes me really sick. Oh, that's I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, yeah, it's a bummer because like growing up, the fucking Tabasco Cheez Its were like my shit. Yeah. Uh, but I can't eat them, any of them. They just make me feel bad. You have to go Fritos then, because you don't want to feel bad on this island. Yeah, but I also don't know, like, like, I don't know if Fritos are going to do it for me either now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they have so few ingredients that I could maybe, like, befriend some seagulls by just kind (laughs) of tossing them out for them, letting them them warm up to me, and then I get them to carry me off of the island. Fritos, Fritos are, like, uh, in my mind, like a vehicle for other things, like like chili or. Oh or, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. Good point. Yeah, Very yeah, good so, point. So, yeah. so like, if I don't have all that other stuff and everything, then I'm probably just gonna have to go cheese. It's just because like, yeah, I don't know, like a plain Frito. Like I don't know. You're on your own with this one, Hazel. I'm sorry you can't get down with <laughs> cheese. You're, get, you're I wish getting I Fritos. Could. I wish I could. <laughs> Absolutely wish I could. Um. Uh, someone asks, uh, favorite horror, I, I assume they mean favorite horror media, uh, be it game, movie, book, etc. I'll oh. let you all answer. Mm. Are you big on horror? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm off and on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been brought to the fold here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I can't say like I seek it out, but mm-hmm. there's certain things that I really appreciate. Like I love the thing. Oh you know? yeah. That was my first horror film. Yeah. yeah, and then other other than that, like a lot of stuff, I like kind of dip my toes in. But like, I saw like the first Candyman movie, and then I didn't like sleep for two days. You know, like yeah, I wasn't yeah. feeling very good. Um, I don't know. Mine might be actually my my personal best horror experiences was there was a period where I watched every single Nightmare on Elm Street film and all like subsidiary like documentaries and Ooh. like special features and stuff and that was just a really fun period yeah so i'm gonna have to go with uh nightmare on elm street and uh particularly uh probably nightmare on elm street i think it's three dream warriors oh, it's got nice. the theme it's got the theme song by Dokken. you know that song <laughs> rocks yeah. uh yeah i think i'm gonna have to go with that yeah. that's a great answer um i feel like I, I kind of want to say Resident Evil just because I have so much fun with it. Mm. But like, I, I'm a big. Oh, I didn't Evil know that head. was an option. Yeah, I would have done that. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I, I like like the, 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 Does that include the films? Uh oh, God, pro- probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I've been I've been planning to watch those with my brother for like a while now and stuff because I've seen the first one. It's pretty. Yeah, good. yeah. No, it's it's wild. It, it's really funny to see like. How how like the games and the movies kind of feed off of each other? Like obviously the movies are taking some from the games and stuff. Like uh, like like, like there's a certain shots and everything, and obviously the characters and stuff that they would take from the games. Uh, like there's a shot from like the 3D one where like Wesker like throws his his sunglasses into the screen because it's 3D and stuff. But that's literally a shot that they used in Resident Evil Five, and then like uh, like. The Resident Evil 4, like, scene with the lasers, like, where you have to, like, dodge them and stuff, that's, like, a set piece from, like, the first one. So it's like, oh, wait. Yeah, it's I was like, great. oh, wait, did they pick that up from the first, like, movie? And so, because I think that movie came out before <laughs> 4 did. So, like, I don't know. Just, I think you're right. Just, re- yeah. just really weird, like, stuff there uh, where they're kind of just feeding off each other. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I want to say Resident Evil. Why also I want to say, like, I don't know. I th- 
I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a classic. I, I love that movie. Like it's it's it, it's so like it's just so like I don't know like like it, it's just a situation that's just like running out of your hands. And you're like oh my god, <laughs> like like it's just it's awesome. It's it's just a great experience. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's like an all time favorite, but uh, I really really loved Hereditary. Like that really stuck with me when oh, I saw yeah. that. I was like. And I saw it recently, like I saw it like a few months ago and I was like, holy shit, I really missed out because I was like, <laughs> because I just hadn't seen this and it, it, I saw it and it, it, it blew me away. Uh, that movie's wild. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's an incredibly distressing film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, to describe it, it. <laughs> like it is truly horrific. Yeah, it, it is really, really messed up and like and and uh, uh, stressful. And then like the last like. I don't know, like 20 minutes or something or just are just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then like you you look in the background <laughs> of scene, you're like, oh, no. And then, like, it's it's yeah. just so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like it a lot. I honestly like horror is my favorite genre yeah. uh, of thing. I, I There's absolutely no way I could pick like a single piece of media. But if it were a series in particular. Yeah. <sighs> I can't even say Silent Hill. Yeah. Because I just like I've only played the first three. I mean, oh gosh, they're too expensive. I want to play them all the time, but they're too hard. Oh my to god! Get. Yeah, my, I can lend you my copy of two and three. <laughs> what are they on? PS2. Yeah, PS2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my brother like swiped up a few copies, like 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 pretty much copies of like. Pretty much the entire like series and stuff like right before they got super expensive. And he like is super proud of that. If you ask him, he'll be like, yeah, <laughs> I got him right <laughs> before they went up to being like stupid expensive and you just couldn't get them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got both of mine for free. Uh, it was very strange. Oh. Um, a friend's wow. older brother was like, hey, I have all these video games I don't play. Oh, my God. Is it? And is that it, is, and gave them to the friend of mine who was like, hey, I don't play video games. Oh, okay. Do you want any of these? <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, Silent Hill 2. Let's go." Um, is it? And then I got Silent Hill 3 from a friend when I was like really flat broke. Oh yeah. Uh, he got it for me as a gift because I was so poor at the time. It was very sweet of him, Leo. If you're listening, uh, that was uh, incredibly t kind and a very taste making moment. Silent Hill 3 is one of my favorite games. Great. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, we're reaching about like so two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry for holding <laughs> you so long, Adam. No, not at all. I mean, I'm getting a little tired, but I'm, I'm game. I'm yeah. Good. I forget that it's, uh, uh, even later for y'all. Yeah. Um, I think now's probably a great time to call it. I didn't expect us to, uh, to have been going for so long. Dude, we just, I mean, um, it, when you're having a good time, what do they yeah. say? You know, they say time flies. Right? <laughs> they do say that. Um, I've been having a great time. Hell yeah. Know. I'm so glad. So, uh, uh, Adam, do you have anything you want to plug on the way out? Um, yeah, I say, uh, I'll plug, uh, three things. I'll say, um, there was a record that came out last month, uh, by Anna Fox Rokinski called Cherry that I absolutely love and I think you should buy. Um, Calling Green's upcoming album Cool, uh, I think comes out early September that I also think you should buy. 
And then my all-time favorite songwriter ever, Laura Stevenson, is releasing a brand new self-titled album in oh, just a couple right. of weeks. And uh, I think people should buy that too. In general, I just want to plug people buying music. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I uh, I believe in the concept of that, and so those are my yeah. plugs. <laughs> consider consider through, throwing a few coins at uh at me and Capri's, and then also at the Bop Spirit uh, Bandcamp page. Oh, uh, Bandcamp Friday's coming. <laughs> it up. is. Bandcamp Friday's oh, coming it, up. Is yeah. there one? Yeah, there's one. Um, oh. I have it on my calendar. It's on the sixth. I have so much fun with that. Yeah. It's like, I love it. I think, I, I think that that's so special. I'm so happy that that occurred. That yeah. really kept me going yeah, for a yeah, bit. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes, yeah, so I think the most so exciting good. part of it was seeing everybody come together and like actually celebrate music for a change. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I couldn't yeah. agree more. It yeah. was so fun to just be like, oh my God, this person bought this. I'm going to check this out. And like, oh, I had always thought about purchasing this and now I'm going to actually do it. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Love it. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, thank you so much, Adam, for being on the show. I, I like, I, yeah, absolutely, Nikki. Uh, oh, it's uh, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah thanks the for coolest, having me. Yeah, the coolest shit ever. come back on literally anytime. This is a blast. Yeah, <laughs> we should watch the Resident Evil yeah. movie sometime. <laughs> oh, the first one is so good. That one guy gets it's he so gets cubed. I watched it at he a sleepover cubed. when I was in fourth grade, and it fucked me up. <laughs> 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 yeah that cubing scene is great i i okay i talk about the scene all the time yeah. but there's an early scene in that movie where uh mila jovovich's character wakes up and she has amnesia and so what she does is she sees a letter on a desk oh i know and she 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 copies it to make to see if it was her who wrote it or not that's so clever yeah no it's good like that scene is so cool yeah. like they don't draw attention to it she never is like oh i guess it's not my handwriting yeah. like it's just the thing that she does and you're like why did she do that and then it clicks it's so good yeah, yeah. i love that movie Fuck yeah it it it's you know a lot of that series doesn't hold up but that first one it's special i think it's special you know yeah absolutely um nikki do you have anything to plug? uh i mean uh patreon.com slash uh, explode when defeated is uh, uh where you can go for all my uh godzilla and other stuff like uh, we have a tier where we t uh, where we talk about uh we have a tier at five dollars for uh 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 mini series that we kind of throw for like like just little kind of smaller studies on things that aren't like godzilla sized <laughs> like where there's like 30 movies or whatever <laughs> and uh right now we're doing planet of the apes and those those like early sequels are fucking insane. <laughs> like I I it is so much fun talking about them. It's me and my friend Wyatt, and we just have a blast. And uh, oh yeah, your uh your episode with uh with Toby just went yeah yeah for the main yeah my, my episode with uh Toby uh who uh, Toby Jones who worked on uh, OKKO uh and uh, uh 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 he also worked on Regular Show and AJ's Infinite Summer uh like that was his pilot uh. He is uh, a follower and fan of my friend Wyatt's YouTube channel on cartoons and stuff. And uh, he decided to come on. And we talked about Godzilla versus Hedera. And I love that movie. And uh, we we had oh, a wonderful time yeah. talking about that. That freaky art house like God's it's so good. Um, and yeah. uh, outside of that, you know, anti uh, at anti laser uh, on Twitter, anti underscore laser. Underscore. Yeah, right. There's an underscore in there. Yeah. Uh, you can see me tweet um, stuff and uh, pedal fold and burned in releases on popspirit.com. And uh, yeah. 
We actually have uh, Brendan has some new shit coming, and it's fucking heat. Oh, it's fucking it, hot. It is. It is the shit that we got cooking. Uh, co- uh, 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 it is up. heat, heat, hot, and you do. You will never, never, ever, ever expect what it is. Like, like, like yeah. Like, it's not what you think it is, but it's awesome. I'm so fucking excited uh, for no, that no, shit no, to premiere. It, it is. It is the dumbest, funniest shit I've ever been involved in, and I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, uh, nothing to plug, uh, at a few bruises on Twitter, uh, as always, um, I'm, as of this video's going live, I will have just put up a video, uh, where I talk about moving from Southern California to Seattle, Washington, uh, to Washington State, I should say, so I don't, uh, <laughs> Are I you going to bleep it? I'm moving yeah, to d- Seattle. Just... Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Seattle's a big Yeah, a lot place. of people live there. Yeah. Um... So that video is going up. Uh, uh, it's kind of a low-key thing that I threw together because I've been moving. That was the only way that I could keep on schedule. Um, so that will have been out. If you want to watch that, go yeah. ahead. Um, next video after that, I'm working on the script for it right now, uh, is about an anime called Vlad Love, directed by, oh. uh, written by the guy who directed Ghost in the Shell. Oh, cool. uh, that's a bad anime. The anime fucking sucks. <laughs> Uh, and I'm gonna tell you all about oh, why, man. but I'm also gonna tie it into stuff that's more fun to talk about. Because oh, yeah. I don't like I don't like being mean in videos. Yeah, it's just it's not, not a fun, fun time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's everything. Uh, that's podcast. Thank you so much again, Adam, for coming on. Oh, this it's is my fun. pleasure. I'm so glad that you were uh, we were able to get it together. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, oh, thank you yeah. so much for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And all right. Wrap.